Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from Jeremiah 7. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Amend your ways and your deeds, and I will let you dwell in this place. Do not trust in these deceptive words. This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. This is God's word. A year and a half ago, as churches began to close their doors to inside services, many Christians, many pastors, even some in our own Lutheran tradition, started saying publicly, the church isn't a building. And it never was. And I know what they were trying to say. That the church isn't about the building itself, and the church does indeed exist even if the church building can't be open. But I think by saying that, they kind of shortchanged what actually does happen in the church building. No, the church is not a building, but what the church gathers to do inside the building is of eternal importance. So on the one hand, you can place too much emphasis on a building, and fights will happen like color of carpeting, or whether something should be moved from one place in the building to another place in the building. Certainly, that's not what the church is to be about. But ask Christians in Canada who have had their buildings burned to the ground by arsonists, whether or not their building is important. That struggle between those two extremes of placing too much importance on the building and not placing enough emphasis on gathering together to do what's done in the building, it goes all the way back into the Old Testament. It goes all the way back to the temple and to the prophet Jeremiah who was commanded by the Lord God to go and stand in the gate of the temple and to preach a sermon to those who came in to the temple courts. Amend your ways and your deeds, and I will let you dwell in this place. Do not trust in these deceptive words. This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. For if you truly amend your ways and your deeds, if you truly execute justice with one another, if you do not oppress the sojourner, the fatherless, or the widow, or shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not go after gods to your own harm, Then I will let you dwell in this place in the land that I gave of old to your fathers forever. We have to remember 
why the temple was so important to the people of God. And I do speak about it often, and if you, you have hopefully caught on to this by now, but the whole point of the temple and the worship of God's people Israel was an understanding and a confidence and a conviction that the Lord God was there dwelling with his people. When Solomon, the son of King David, completed the construction of the temple, it was Solomon who said, The Lord has said that he would dwell in thick darkness. I have indeed built you an exalted house, a place for you to dwell in forever. That was the understanding that in the temple, the Lord God was indeed with his people Israel. But the people of Jeremiah's day, they needed a wake-up call. It was not enough to just say, we have the building. We have the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. Israel needed to remember that the Lord who dwells with them is the same Lord who speaks to them, who calls them to live by his word. And that is what we, the church, whether we gather inside the building or in the parking lot or whether we were to gather before the altar or before a folding table, this is what we must always remember. That the Lord God who dwells among his people is the Lord who dwells by means of his word. He is the Lord who speaks to his people. He is the Lord who delivers gifts to his people. He is the Lord who calls his people to service as he brings them together. You cannot separate God dwelling among his people from his word. And indeed, we all know that there are no shortage of Christians, not just at our Redeemer, but in every Christian church who try to comfort themselves by saying, I've got my name on a membership list. I've got a place where I can go when I need a baptism, a wedding, or a funeral, or a confirmation. Sure enough, those are the Christians that are by and large similar to the people of Jeremiah's day who say to themselves, thank God we have the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, but pay no mind to being called to hear his word. But if you sit there and comfort yourself saying, thank God I'm not like those who ignore the church, then think again. Because that very word our Lord speaks 
is one that calls us to constant service. Constant crucifying of our sinful nature. Constant hearing of God's promises of forgiveness and life and salvation. The Lord God and his people dwell together where God's word is found. And all Christians are called to acknowledge the word of God as that which is honored, treasured, uplifted, and regarded as more precious than anything else. You see, it may not be about the building, but it is about those who, like the crowds gathered in the temple in our gospel, hang on the words of Jesus. That that holy week in which Jesus cleansed the temple and then taught the crowds, the chief priests and the scribes were thwarted in their plans on that day, at least, to have him arrested because of the people who hung on the words of Jesus. God grant that we would likewise hang on those words. That we would gather together to hear that word that says his death on the cross, it's for me and it's for you. His resurrection from the dead, it's for me and it's for you. What good after all is a church, be it in a building, be it in a parking lot, be it in a field, or be it there in the temple where Jesus holds forth preaching the word. What good is a church where Jesus is not risen from the dead and victorious as our Lord over our sins? Martin Luther once said, Thank God. A child seven years old knows what the church is. Namely, the saints, believers, and lambs who hear the voice of their shepherd. In other words, the church is those who hang everything on the word of Jesus. His word that removes our sin. His word that delivers us his very own body and blood. His word that, as the evangelist St. John reminds us, is where God dwells among us. This very place, dear friends in Jesus, is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. For here, the word of God dwells among us. Here, Jesus forgives sins. Here, 
Jesus gives his body and blood for you and for me. Here, thanks be to God, God and people dwell together. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Our offertory this morning is hymn number 956. I invite you to please stand.